the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys with us for hour two of the show we're going to have lots of fun at other people's expense like klaus schwab the media and of course the climate czar john Kerry. all right before we get any further if you missed last hour or any part of it don't forget you can download our podcast wherever you get your pods you can also email me at andreakeshow.com andreakeshow.com i'd love to hear from you guys um you guys answered my question about DeSantis's future. I've got a couple of emails on that because I posed that question. I think it was on Monday or no, it was on Tuesday, maybe after the Iowa caucuses about uh, at this point, is there a way to, to kind of mend fences with DeSantis for you? Do you want him back? So uh, stick around. We've got much more to get into. And of course the man who's behind the wheel back behind the wheel because, uh, you know, the AK show is not on autopilot. This guy is at least uh, behind the boards anyway. And it is DJ Sesame on Broccolini. I love me some Sesame bro- 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 Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Bro- bro- like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame. Broccolini. <laughs> I'm also here for the moral support. And, uh, well, because, you know, we got to fight the commies any way that we can. And I'm happy to do that. That's that's my life's goal at this point is fighting the evil overtaking this country. So I'm happy I get to do that every single night. Mm. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm glad to have you with me for somebody as young as you are. You're very well read as well as um, well in tune and up up on all excuse me mm, on all the issues of the day. So I'm glad to have you with me. Um. So after Trump's historic win on Monday night, the left has been sitting around doing a couple of things. Number one, they've been trying to lick their wounds, rub some iodine or whatever it is people do to treat their wounds these days, as well as trying to come up with another strategy. They're like, but they're besides themselves, Sesame. They're, they're like, how, they were used to, what was the, the, what was the watch ads? It takes a licking Timex. <laughs> Trump is the Timex. It takes a licking and it keeps on ticking. They're like, what? Not only have we not been able to kill this dude, he has a historic win in Iowa. Of course, Biden is coming out today saying, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, the heck it don't. Okay. It, it, it Ask Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley if it means anything. <laughs> it most assuredly does. Well, JP Morgan Chase, CEO, uh, Jamie Dimon had some response to the Democrats 
about maybe them needing to uh, take a little moment and to deflect and maybe take a different reflect and maybe take a little bit different tact when it comes to the MAGA voter. Take a listen. Hey, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. Yeah, absolutely. He went on to say that the reason why stop bagging on these MAGA people, because the reality is, is Trump was right about a lot of stuff. He, Jamie Dimon went on to say he was right about immigration. He was right about China. And then one of the other guys chimes in, well, he shouldn't have called it a China virus. And Jamie Dimon's like, well, you don't have to agree with the words that he used, but he was right on the issues. And oh, by the way, when it came to economic issues, Dude's policies worked. And actually, they worked despite the opposition that he faced within his own party. Would we have the invasion we've got going on right now if we had a Republican Party that backed him and supported sealing the border? No, we would not be in the mess that we're in right now. He managed to achieve what he did despite being one man really against the world. Think about it. One man against the world. You think about how many, how much they threw at him in terms of all the different coup attempts. So I think that Jamie Dimon was giving some much-needed wisdom to the Democrats. And but they didn't listen. In fact, he uh, James Carville, okay, who is considered to be one of the greatest Democrat strategists of all time, who is mostly famous for not just being from LSU. But also being the guy who said back during um, the Clinton years, when Clinton won, I guess, I think it was when Clinton won against uh, 41, he, he famously said, it's the economy, stupid. Here he is trying to accuse, push forth some conspiracy that Donald Trump is suffering from syphilis. Sesame? If you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, there's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts, and you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores, and the answer is immediate and unanimous, secondary syphilis. All right? I think think there's a good chance this man has to clap. (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad that he and mary madeline moved out of new orleans i think they're over somewhere in the gulf coast i think they're over by way of bay st louis at least they're they're in mississippi i think at least they're out of new orleans and i don't have to bump up against these clowns it kills me every time he wears purple and gold in an lsu hat because i mean can you imagine serious tip now can you imagine a white Republican strategist going on national TV and saying that Barack Obama is showing signs he's got syphilis. What would be the result of that, Sesame Broccolini? Racism, racism. You're you're an evil racist. How dare you critique our sacred child? That that was the that was everything with Obama, and that and that's it's the same thing you're seeing with Trump now, as far as <clears throat> all the classic liberal, typical anti-Trump talking points. They're going to go after his health. <sighs> His age, his friends, his family, they're going to call him fascist and evil and corrupt. And I'm sure you saw this, but 
after Trump just completely won in a landslide in Iowa, Rachel Maddow was having a meltdown saying that if he wins, yeah. all the journalists are going to disappear <laughs> and all the gay people are going to suddenly disappear and everything's going to be horrible and somehow worse than it is now. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight it, face. Yeah. Uh, the American media, the left-wing media, they're going to do whatever they can. They don't have any accomplishments, no real arguments. And that's that's the that's just sad. It really is sad that they'll, but they the will syphilis stoop attack, that low. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's just too low. That's below the belt. So I don't know who this Carville clown attack. is, but yeah, I mean. The clap attack. Come on, Carville. You're better than that, just man. Just embarrassing, man. When You're Jay- embarrassing yourself. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and he comes out with this after Jamie Dimon's like, y'all got to knock it off. You're going <laughs> to knock it off. You got to be talking about your economic plan for what you're going mm-hmm. to be doing to turn this crap around. Instead, all they have is ab hominem, nasty, defamatory attacks. That's all they got. Because they can't, they can't win on the truth. They can't win on the truth that they're orchestrating an invasion, that they're ushering in communism, destroying our sovereignty, allowing us to be completely conquered so that ultimately we're going to be under the domain, under the dominion of a new world order that is a one world government. And we're all going to be forced to live under a digital ID with social credit scores. They don't want to tell you that. But that's, that's where we're going. And we need, and and we can't even get the Republican Party to stop the open border on the southern border. You think they're going to be? You think they're going to be stopping uh, Klaus, uh, you know, um, Klaus Schwab's plan for the Great Reset? In fact, when when I, I, now I'm thinking, Kamala Harris says yesterday, you know, why run unopposed? I'd rather run unopposed than run scared. And, and I've been trying to figure out, then, then Klaus Schwab's, what, what does she mean running unopposed? Well, if you control the outcome of the elections, you're not opposed, are you? One way to control the outcome of the elections is through AI. Klaus Schwab, over at the World Economic Forum, and there's, there's a clip of it, but you can't really understand him. You can try to listen if you go to Gateway Pundit. Leo Homan uh, has the article out. Uh, quote, and you can actually listen to the clip where Klaus Schwab says that elections will soon be a quaint relic of the past because of AI. Let me quote him here. This was during a discussion of uh, digital technologies such as AI and how they could be used to advance the World Economic Forum's agenda. He says, so technology now and digital technology mainly have an analytical power. Um, he goes on to say, um, but the next step could be to go into prescriptive mode, which means you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already predict. And afterwards you can say, why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. So basically he's saying, this is the future. Well, if you go and Google Klaus Schwab, says no more elections, immediately the Associated Press comes up with an article that says that it's a false claim. The claim says a video shows Klaus Schwab, the founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum, calling for artificial intelligence to replace elections. I just read you the quote. Right now, digital technology, he says, is all about analytics. Soon it will be predictive and AI will be able to tell us and control the outcome of the elections. 
AP says, oh, this is false. He's discussing a hypothetical future scenario, not endorsing it. That's a bunch of crap. When you Google this and it, when you Google Klaus Schwab wanting to get rid of, use AI for elections, the AP immediately comes up. That is Google trying to control your mind through disinformation to get ahead of the reality. They don't want you to know that this is the future. Where's our Republican Party in stopping this? This is where we're going. This is the, this is how, and, and uh, for all I know, this is already in the works. Sesame, do you think it's possible that AI, look, I mean, we already have people that killed themselves because they thought they ended up thinking they were in a relationship with an AI bot who told them to kill themselves because of climate change. You don't think that, that, uh, the, a, the forces behind AI couldn't control our elections? I mean, honestly, I'm a little torn on it. I, I don't know. There, there, there's a big debate right now in the AI world. There are some people who are very, very nervous about it, like Elon Musk. There are others, like Sam Altman, who are less worried about it, who know just as much about it technically. I don't really understand what AI is capable enough myself on an engineering level, just the way that it actually works. I have a pretty rudimentary understanding of AI. I, I could see I could see how it could be weaponized, I guess, like that, but I just uh, I don't know. I don't, can, I don't see it as a already... I'm more worried about voter fraud and, and more rudimentary forms of election interference, well, like taking Trump if, off the ballot than I am about like well, AI engineering elections. Right. Um the and by the way, um the Trump legal team i think has filed a motion today to the supreme court to expedite they want they want them to rule and 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 weigh you know where are we at with this 14th amendment business mm-hmm. you know we just got a little thing called the presidential election happening here how about you guys you know crap or get off the pot mm-hmm. um but the but the thing is is that uh, when i hear that ai is so sophisticated and it's so already intelligent enough where somebody who think who goes into a conversation knowing it's a, it's a bot and be, and begins to believe i personally know somebody whose son has been hospitalized because he ended up thinking that he was in a a, a relationship with a bot stanford grad had to be hospitalized full psychiatric breakdown here's what i don't know but here's what i do know for sure we didn't have to worry about that at the Iowa caucuses, did we? Because people <laughs> gathered in a room and they debated and they it literally, you can watch on TV, them pulling pieces of paper out of popcorn buckets, reading votes. The, it's, it's so nonsensical. Why can't we go back? Why, yeah. can't, why can't we go back to everything? Every state doesn't have to be a caucus, but there's no reason for why. If we we can't go to same day voting and if you're not enthusiastic enough to stay in town to go that day or to get off the sofa and go that day, then that's your fault. That's your choice. If you're sick, oh, well. Make it be a national holiday. Well, and, the, and the only people who and, and that's and, and and have it be a paper ballot. That's how we can make sure that AI can't influence our elections. Bingo. Bingo. Um, and also, I just just to add on to that, because the difference between a caucus and a primary primaries are run by the state, not the state party. I don't like anything where the state runs the election. I'm very skeptical of the bureaucrats in California who get this vast power to literally run the elections. I I don't like that. Um, And I don't like the way they can, they can 
run it in ways that seem at least borderline unethical and moral, if not criminal. So outright. So I, I do think that's also a thing is I'm biased toward liking a caucus more because I don't like the, the idea of the state government and all these unelected bureaucrats just having the complete power over ultimately determining how the actual election process unfolds. I do not like that. Um, I don't like that at all. So I think we could we could certainly do it a lot easier, and other countries are doing it easier. Argentina did it all by hand, paper ballots. They knew the night mm-hmm. of the election, and that country has well over 40 million voters. So why can't we do that here? Why not? The answer is they just don't want it to be that simple and that transparent. Exactly. That that's and that's and I'm where tired of hearing of. Yeah. Right. And I'm 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 tired of hearing uh, from conservatives, even good friend Tom DeBacaro. He argued with me a year or two ago that nothing wrong with absentee ballots um, because there's checks and balances. Yeah, we saw how that held up. Right. Your convenience means nothing to me. If your focus is on convenience, then, you know, I don't want you voting. Your focus should be we need people that are willing to go out in blizzards like in the Iowa caucuses because that's how much they care about their vote. And if that means out of a a nation of 330 million people that – and some conservatives are like, well, the Democrats are always more motivated. We could never win. That's not true. I don't believe that. Stop arguing out of your own laziness. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gear. Well, uh, we're not going to necessarily shift gears. We're going to we're going to still talk a, a little bit of World Economic Forum in Davos because John Kerry, your favorite climate czar, flew all the way over there on his PJ spewing. I don't know how many but talk about 300 million people, probably a nation's worth worth uh, worth of carbon on his way over there. And we're going to talk about the truth of the climate agenda with Gregory Wrightstone when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Glad to have you guys with me. Y'all know that that John Kerry is over there in Davos. He flew all the way over there on his P. All he did. They, they all leave their 20,000 square foot homes. Uh, that use more carbon footprint than, you know, um, British Guiana, right? And they fly on their PJs with a whole team, their glam squad, their masseuse, you know, um, a plane load of, um, I don't know, what what what's the most expensive tequila the cool kids drink? I don't know. And then they fly over there and eat, you know, sturgeon and Wagyu beef and laugh at us little peasants. And oh, by the way, I think I mentioned this the other night, uh, tit for tat, the uh, Eastern Bloc's, uh, Switzerland's um, most favorite, um, uh, let's shall we say, escort service is fully booked, by, by the way. And it, in fact, there's no escorts to be that are available in, in the nation, I think, at this point. 
Um, I don't know how much carbon footprint that uses. Um, but I'm pleased tonight to talk about all the latest climate hoaxing going on with them with Gregory Wrightstone. Y'all know he's been on the Andrea K Show many times before. Uh, geologist, executive director of CO- CO2 Coalition. Got a book out, Inconvenient Facts. And he joins me now. Gregory, thank you so much for being back on the Andrea K Show tonight. Oh, good to be back on with you. Yeah, there's uh, a lot going on in the climate front, just as usual. It's all a bunch of hooey. Uh, they're trying to uh, blow smoke up places that we're not going to talk about. Um, because, as, as you know, we've, you know, Andrea, what I've done, we've talked many times, and many times mm-hmm. we talk, what they're pushing is, is a climate crisis that ain't happening. Uh, there is no climate crisis. We've talked about this many times, but I've gone beyond that with my new book, uh, mm-hmm. A Very Convenient Warming. Convenient and warming. And we, we, in this, in this, we showed that not only is there not a climate crisis that they're trying to solve uh, over in Davos, uh, actually, Earth's ecosystems and humanity are, are thriving from modest warming and more CO2. So modest warming and more CO2 are driving hugely beneficial effects to Earth and and to the human condition. And I call it the greatest untold story of the 21st century. Well, I'm glad you're telling it, and I'm glad you sent me the book, because I've got it earmarked. Uh, I'm going to begin reading it. I've I've got your book and Dr. Shea Bradley's book uh, to to read. Um, I'm particularly glad that I've got yours to read, because... Um, you know, they're, they're trying to use their, they're over there, you know, trying to push their panic. Um, you know, we've all known that for, for many years now that the two ways in which they were going to work to get complete control over our lives was healthcare and the energy sector. And they've had to push the panic porn of climate change. And then they pushed the panic porn of COVID to gain control over our lives, um, meanwhile, and, and to try to make us think that the earth was burning up and we were all going to die. I mean, didn't Al Gore, you addressed this in your first book, The In- Inconvenient Facts, Al Gore predicted Florida is supposed to be underwater right now because we're supposed to have all these ice caps melting. And then I read today that the Arctic ice is at the highest level it's been in 21 years, Gregory. <laughs> yeah, it's, they can't get it right, can they? Uh, the facts keep getting in the way of this really, really scary story. Uh, it, it is true we're in a warming trend. We have been for more than 300 years. Uh, again, this started long before we started adding uh, CO2 to the atmosphere, before the first Model T rolled off the assembly line. Uh, the warming started. Now, now, bear in mind, Andrea, that that, that this uh, the warming has only accounted for one degree centigrade of warming uh, since 1850. And, and if we look, uh, these people are, are they're telling us, oh, my God, we can't let it get more than a degree and a half warmer than it was before the Industrial Revolution. Well, guess what? It's already warmed 1.2 degrees. Uh, so, so what they're really warning us about is we can't let it get three-tenths of a degree Celsius warmer than it is today, or the, you know what's going to hit the fan. And is that right? Is that, that three-tenths of a degree Celsius equals half a degree Fahrenheit. If, if the temperature in your studio right now went up or down 
half a degree Fahrenheit. You could never tell it. It wouldn't Mm-mm. flip on your thermostats on or off for cooling or heating. And if you're that worried about half a degree Fahrenheit of warming, move 19 miles further north and your average temperature <laughs> will drop by half. All right. It, it changes more than that between 11 a.m. and noon on any given day. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you're saying. There's, Think about it in that, in that regard. Uh, the other thing you went really, and I, I regret not putting it in the book, I think I have another edition coming out where I'll add it, is, this, is a section on sea level rise. They're telling us these all these nations are going to be overwhelmed and, and underwater by sea, by, by sea level, aren't they, in just a few decades. Well, think about this. The U.N. listed all these island nations that were at highest risk. The Maldives were the most at-risk island in the Indian Ocean. It's an island chain of islands. Okay, the highest point's 14 feet above sea level, and they're saying it's going to be underwater. So, all right, well, 15,000 years ago, the Maldives were also just above sea level. And in the last 15,000 years, sea level has risen 400 feet. Why are those islands not under 400 feet of water? That's a pretty good question, isn't it? If yeah. If it's risen 400 feet. Yeah. Well, people don't know this, and it's a geologic process known as accretion, where these islands grow along with sea level. As sea level rises, it's, it's, the storms wash up nearshore gravels and sands up onto the island, and the island just grows. It's a slow process. But geology is a slow process. And these mm-hmm. islands have gr- grown. Uh, so what, what they're telling you, that today's sea level rise of seven inches per century, by the year 2050, it will have risen another two inches, barely to your ankles, Okay. So what they're telling you is, well, uh, the last 400 feet of sea level rise didn't put them underwater, but that next two inches, look out, or they're <laughs> going to be underwater. When you look at it in that regard, people don't know this, and that's what I'm here yeah. for to provide this information. Uh, the, well, yeah, and, and people really need to this. They're using this nonsense like I said, panic porn to scare people for the purpose of you being willing to give up your freedoms for you to be willing to live in a 15 minute city where the, where the government, you know, new world order, one world government controls your thermostat in your home, tells you what kind of car you can drive, how big of a place you can own, what clothes you're allowed to wear, what food you're allowed to eat. And, and, and it's all a scam to get power to get power over you and it, and 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 we can have a laugh about it because it is it, because you should be able to laugh at human beings as human beings when you realize the stupidity and the moronosity as i call it of some of the crap that they're putting over on us it in you know yeah. in fact You've got, I think you've, you might have a piece out or a point that you've made that, you know, be glad it's getting warmer, you, you know, climate hucksters, because electric vehicles can't operate when it's really cold, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. And we just saw that recently with this terrible cold spell that's gone across the United States. Uh, In in Chicago and across the Midwest, the, the, the electric vehicle charging stations were basically, a. it wasn't a parking lot, it was a graveyard free EVs 
Uh, they just and the, <laughs> the, the, the dirty little secret is you need to before you charge your EV battery, it has to be up um, to get it to get the fast charge. It has to be an optimal temperature. So you have to first heat the battery before you can start charging the battery. So they're using a lot of this energy that should be going to charge the battery. They're actually heating the vehicle. And and what's going to happen when you're stranded at 2 a.m. in the morning trying to get home from the airport in a snowstorm, and it's it's 5 degrees, the wind's 30 miles an hour, and you're an EV, and what are you going to do? You're, you're going mm-hmm. to freeze today. You can't run that heater. There's no electric to run the heater. If you're in a, in a regular internal combustion engine car, you can sit there and idle all night and be nice and toasty uh, and, and just wait for the, the snow piles to eventually show up five or six hours later and rescue you. In an EV, you're going to be going out of that trudging back uh, out of your out of your Tesla back to the guy with the, with the Toyota Corolla behind you that's trapped in the snow that's, got, that's idling it nice and warm, and you're going to be knocking on its window going, Please, sir, let me in. Uh, we need to, we, I need to survive the night. And that's what you're going to be doing. Uh, yeah. The same thing if you're trapped in a hurricane, escaping a hurricane. Uh, it's it's it, there, there are solutions. Uh, to, it, it's a solution in search of a non-existent problem is what I call it. Well, tell everybody how they can get your book, Greg. Yeah, the new book is a very convenient warming. It's, it's just published. Uh, in fact, you can order pre-publication on Amazon, but you can get it directly delivered in two days. If you go to convenientwarming.com, convenientwarming.com uh, to order the book. If you liked Inconvenient Facts, you're going to love a very convenient warming. It's, it's, it's written for you. Uh, it's written for non-scientists. It's interesting. It's not dumbed down, but it provides you the information you need to, to push back. Well, thank you for uh, making some common sense out of the and we appreciate your being here. Thank you. All righty. And you guys stick around. What's the latest between the collusion between the feds and the corporatocracy and their attempts to go after MAGA? I'm, I'm trying to create a little mystery here. Stick around. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Have you guys been shopping at Dick's Sporting Goods lately? I used to go to Dick's on a regular basis for sneakers. I haven't gone there in many years, but um, that used to be a regular place for me. We don't have a Cabela's nearby. Sesame, do you shop at either Dick's or Cabela's? We well, we don't have a Cabela's here. But do you ever go to Dick's? Yeah, I mean, I used to more, but yeah, I mean, there's a local neighbor one. There's this, there's still one that's near my neighborhood, so occasionally I'll stop in for something. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but uh, if you have been, you might uh, not know uh, that you are under the radar of the feds. 
because the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government uh, revealed yesterday that the feds have been asking financial institutions to go through their customer data um, if terms such as MAGA or Trump was used in transactions. And they might also have been uh, flagged by individuals who shopped at stores such as Cabela's or Dick's Sporting Goods or purchased religious texts like a Bible. Think about that. We are being spied on and surveilled. And they're specifically, instead of we have 75,000 special interest aliens that have come from terrorist infested countries. We don't know where they are in the United States of America, but the federal government is looking for anybody who bought a Bible. Think about that. What about probable cause? Let me tell you, probable cause, if you want to be searching around and surveilling somebody, somebody who came here, who studied in Madrasa, or how about somebody who reads the Quran? Can we be real? How many, how many Bible-toting little Southern Baptists have been, you know, bombing, renting, uh, flying planes into towers and taking people down? How many little Bible-toting Southern Baptist uh, ministers have been committing acts of terror and bombing the tube in Britain, uh, uh, going and shooting up Fort Hood and other places? That hasn't been happening. This is frightening, Sesame Broccolini. This is this is scary. Uh, the committee said that this kind of pervasive financial surveillance carried out in coordination with and at the request of federal law enforcement into Americans' private transactions is alarming and raising ser- raises serious concerns about the FBI's respect for fundamental civil liberties. Not far enough, committee. This is a blatant violation of our constitutional rights. They are only supposed to be investigating Americans on the basis of probable cause. And buying a Bible is not probable cause of a crime being committed. This is outrageous, Sesame Broccolini. And and our Republican Party is just, you know, passing continuing resolutions and just continuing to fund this crap. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's it's so scary for so many reasons. I mean, number one, that we, we're entering this police state situation where owning a Bible, being a Christian, and a Christian nation, by the way, is the problem for the deep state. They do th- that. They're they're targeting. They're making it very clear. Actions speak a lot louder than words. They're going after. Really, at this point, it's like any real American patriot. I mean, by God, they would they would look at the founding fathers and and label them as domestic violent extremists that need to be surveilled this this is tyranny like we've never seen before and yet it's it's nothing new at the same time it's over and over and over again we're we're fighting the same thing that the founding fathers were fighting yep. nearly 300 years ago and most americans either don't put two and two together or they don't care enough to do it or they're leftists no. and they like this and they want this to happen which is even more disturbing to me but i i, I will say at this point, abolish the FBI, abolish the CIA. These are poisonous, toxic, unconstitutional organizations that are endangering the people they're supposed to be protecting. So using taxpayer dollars to target the taxpayer. So yeah, abolish the FBI, burn it to the ground. I have no respect for them or for Christopher Ray or for this, you know, this attorney general Merrick Garland, who's I'm sure in on the plot. It's just 
It's but it's particularly for me the Intel community. They they've been doing shady crap like this for decades, and there is no good reason to keep the FBI around anymore. The fact that they get a pay raise when Republicans have a majority in Congress makes my blood boil because that's who they're going yeah. after every single time. It's like watching the Republican Party commit suicide. That's truly what's going on. It's it's so sad, um, and it's very terrifying. I mean, as a people, we have to be extra vigilant. Seriously, you never know when the next person could be us, could be someone you know. It, it's There's a whole new class of political criminals, and I don't even want to know who's on the list for the deep state, but it, I, I would not be shocked if that list is a lot longer and wider than people expect and it's i mean look at what we saw with the twitter files right it's just disgusting what links they went to just to spy on people control the narrative before the election censor conservative voices like charlie kirk and dan bongino so it would not surprise me before you know what they're going after the the little guy that's and the, and the fact that private companies go along with it too is really just a whole nother level of betrayal yeah. right the fact that private organizations kowtow to this kind of tyranny really just makes my blood boil as well because that's that's an ultimate stab in the back. So much for free market and for innocent until proven guilty and for God-given rights. It, so much for of by and for the people, well, right? I mean, this is just ridiculous. Well, that went what by, yeah, well, that went... That that went by the wayside when corporations, when Standard & Poor's and Moody's started using ESG uh, as a way to evaluate the financial... Um, you know, prospects of a company, you know, what your, your financial health now in terms of your ratings ha- have to do with ES has more to do with ESG now instead of profits for the shareholders for public companies. Uh, you know, the health of, a, of an organization is supposed to be really a, 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 the most important aspect of the health of a, the health of an organization is its financial health. Cause that's the entire point or what the point of a company is supposed to be to make a profit. That's what our country was founded on. But the left has successfully turned that into, you know, being considered evil, right, as, as, as part of their evil plan. I want to take a break when I come back. I, I've got a question for you guys. I've been thinking about uh, work today. I saw this video of this girl, and it just, speaking of, of corporations, another way in which they've been destroyed is by changing our culture. And we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get back. Stay tuned. K, Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Y'all know that I worked for many years in corporate America, and you know I was was raised to it, partly it's, it's my home and how I was raised, but also you know I grew up in a time. Back in the 80s when, you know, we still had, you know, the American culture was strong. It was about work ethic. It was about respect for your elders. It was about respect for your boss, respect for corporations, respect for private ownership of businesses. Uh, And, you know, and you under you wanted to you you wanted to be a good employee. Right. Because that's the way the way you were going to get a job. And that was the way you're going to keep your job. And we not only have destroyed corporations with ESG to the point where, like we were talking about last segment about, um, you know, it through ESG, but also, you know, through the, the culture of young people today, I saw this video today 
it popped up in my feed and this young girl was expecting to be laid off because other people in the company at Cloudflare or Cloudflare were being laid off. So she decides she's going to record it. And before she even gets the call, she's mad. So then the guy comes on the line and he tells her, well, based upon performance, she's been with him 90 days. Based upon your performance, we've decided to, to part ways with you. She goes off. She's ranting and raving. She drops the BS word. You can't even tell me why I'm being, you know, let go. I've worked really hard for this company. And it's like she's, sister friend's been there not even a minute. 90 days is nothing. That's, that's your evaluation period. And, you know, and, and, you know, she's, uh, you, you know, basically, you know, you don't, you're firing me without a reason. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Girl, you ain't invested nothing in this co- this company. You've been with them for five seconds. Your entire purpose every day that you logged in, whether you logged in and worked from home or whether you clocked in when you got there, was to prove to them that you deserved another day on the job. And if they decide that they don't want to keep you around, the only response is, well, can you tell me what you, what your decision is based on? Well, you know, we've decided your performance just wasn't what we were looking for. Okay, thank you for the opportunity. Can I ask for a letter of, of referral? And can I file for unemployment? Instead, uh, all I'm hearing is she literally says the BS word. We've got as much of a problem with with that going on in our culture today. How can people who are entrepreneurial start a company and keep it going when that's the kind of workforce that we have, Sesame? Oh, it's it's such a growing... Yeah, it's such a big problem. It is an epidemic. Yes, it's a huge problem we've got. And the solution is not to bring illegal aliens into this country. No, God, no, no. This is a, this is a values thing and an ethic thing. It's about the way we raise our kids. I, 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 I know it's it's trite maybe to say, but this is the participation culture or participation trophy culture you get where it's the entitlement. People, yeah, it's the entitlement. The entitlement people expect culture. to be rewarded as if they're perfect for the look. Even if you're a great candidate and a great worker, times are tight. Welcome to Bidenomics. Prices are up. Companies are losing revenue. They're trying to tread water here. That the whole thing about what you're to your point about America is it's about economic opportunity, not guaranteed outcome. Get that and not through a, you your don't head. have guaranteed income and guaranteed income. That's not your right. No, it is not. And that is just reality, by the way. If you think there's a free lunch that you're entitled to things falling into your lap just because you exist, life is gonna be extremely painful for you in every single way possible because nothing is free. Everything in this life comes with a cost. And unfortunately, it's also not fair. Again, times are tight. Companies, big tech especially, they're going through layoffs. You think you're so special? You're the only person who's been the victim of layoffs? Yeah. And and what do you think happened in 2008, by the way? It's like in the Great Depression, my great-grandfather worked four jobs to feed their family. Welcome to life. It's difficult. And this was obviously a sales job because they're, you know, it, and she's like, what? Because I haven't closed any deals yet. I've do, I've worked really hard and, you know, I've made great connections with people. Let me tell you, with somebody who worked in sales and hired and fired people, your job isn't in, in to make, it isn't to buddy up with people. Your job is to close the deals. Mm-hmm. And if you can't close a deal, it, it, when they hire you to sell cars on the lot, they're not hiring you to see how many people you can smile with and joke with and shake hands with. Either you can move the cars off the lot or you can't. And they give you a certain amount of time to show your capabilities and to prove that you can. And then they're going to cut you from the payroll because they, because you're not doing your job. 
uh, email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. What are your thoughts on uh, the stories of tonight, in particular, this young girl being fired? Do you have sympathy for her right now? Or do you feel like, you know, people have the right to fire whoever they want? at any time if you miss any part of the show download the podcast wherever you get your pods tomorrow's our friday night show we're going to have some fun with it be with us 6 p.m pacific time email me at andreakshow.com peace out and keep your head on a swivel three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com